Hi, my name's Duncan and we are the Fantasy Football Fanatics. I'm joined by Matt in London and Ben in LA. Um, guys, what was your football highlight of the week? Um, I think it's probably got to be that Man City game, to be honest. And uh, the De Bruyne versus Aguero show. Yeah, three three assists for De Bruyne? It, it all started so well for me because I had the Sterling De Bruyne perfect goal for my team. Um, but then your 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 players Aguero started uh, chipping in rather too much for my liking. <laughs> um, how about you, Ben? Um, I'm going to pick one from last week, and this is probably not FPL related, but uh, the Victor Wanyama goal. <laughs> um, yeah, that was off the crossbar. That was some hit. So uh, that was my general footballing highlight from the last week. I like the way all the commentators okay. could say about that goal was that, oh, the keeper should have caught that cross. And no one said anything about the bullet into the top corner. <laughs> <laughs> if we were allowed to go back a week for football highlights, because we didn't do a pod last week, mine would definitely be the really long camera shot whilst there was a stoppage in play and they were treating someone for an injury. can't remember which game, but it was last game week they just paused on this guy eating a sandwich did you see that and he so long pretty much three minutes of this guy just hammering the sandwich without a break (laughs) it was bizarre (laughs) (laughs) but um my actual football highlight i think would be i think two from this week so the aguero chip Mm. I'm not sure if that was for his trick. It was one of his goals, just the chip over Schmeichel. Yeah. That was beautiful. Was that the one where Schmeichel... What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, with the pass. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he was doing. I think he was trying to audition for Guardiola, showing how good his distribution was, but it didn't work. You see, that was, um, that, that was extra painful for me watching that because it wasn't De Bruyne who actually passed him for once. <laughs> I thought De Bruyne was just going to keep matching Aguero you know like four assists or five assists it would be annoying but the other highlight uh, I've just seen with the Southampton game Southampton Liverpool just finishing was whenever Van Dyke got the ball and the whole stadium booing and then the whole away end cheering every single time he got the ball I thought that was brilliant yeah that's good okay should we go on to our game weeks. Um, who got the most this week? I don't know. It's so close, far, I so far without bonus, I've got sixty-seven. Okay, I have I have sixty-six, but no one playing tomorrow. And I have sixty-five uh, with bonus to come in and Alonso tomorrow. Ooh, Alonso! Damn. I've got I've got Alonso tomorrow. 67 and Richarlison's come in for Ramsey, so I guess I'll start. Um, uh, yeah, this game week, uh, we were chatting on WhatsApp before the game week started and joking about, I was saying basically it shouldn't be called fancy football, it should be called pick your captain because that's pretty much the, the major thing that seems to count towards whether you have a good game week or a bad game week. And I was picking between Salah. Aguero and Kane and I narrowed it down to Salah or Kane and I don't know why because Man City at home just destroy teams and the more attacking a team is the better it seems to be for Man mm. City yeah goal wise so uh, yeah completely just I've been looking at Aguero for the last few weeks having him in my team sometimes having him captain and I just don't think he looks like the player he once was he looks a bit older he struggles slightly to go past players in the box sometimes but they're just such a good team they create so many chances that it's it's kind of mad not to captain him if you have him at home so that was good to have him gutting to captain the worst out of the three Harry Kane with one goal, I captured him because I'm an Arsenal fan and I know that Kane will score against Arsenal. I did think to myself, it's probably going to be quite a tight game. Um, like the North London derbies used to be, kind of 1-1 or 1-0 or 2-1. Um, but I just thought he was a guaranteed, he will score a goal. Therefore, I will captain him. Um, 
because getting no captain returns is pretty shite. Apart from that, I had Adrian in goal, so a lucky clean sheet. I left Ogbonna last on my bench, so he won't be coming off. And I brought in Ramsey um, for <laughs> Andrzej, which has got to be one of the worst transfers of the season, surely. Um, <laughs> has been sitting on my bench injured for uh, three weeks now. And Ramsey scores a hat-trick. I immediately get Ramsey in for an away game to Spurs. Ramsey is injured. Anatovic scores and gets bonus. So, yeah. Classic FPL. Ouch. Classic FPL. That is my season summed up, pretty much. But, yeah, I think it's just this game week didn't go badly. I've got a decent score and I should get a green arrow. I'm just just lacking in those kind of differential players doing well. I had Wilson, who's a slight differential, Ramsey not playing, Ben Mee not getting anything. And apart from that, it's a little bit kind of players that everyone else has. Kane, Aguero, Salah, Sterling, Lingard, which was a big mistake, Jones. So I think I need to work on the edges of my squad and pick some interesting players. Okay, who who's next up? I think I am just squeaking ahead of Ben. So it was all looking really good on Saturday. I didn't have any players playing, but all of them had scored points. Um, and as I was saying in like the highlight of the week, um, Aguero, because I was basically comparing my score against you guys, like up until the point that Aguero hit four goals in a single half, it was looking like I might catch up quite a lot, actually. Um, oh. But now it's sort of, we're basically just all levelled off in the end. And today's been a bit disappointing because... Manchester United have lost, so that's Jones and Pogba doing nothing. Bournemouth got thrashed, so Ibe and Wilson did nothing for me. But I do have to say that Salah did save me, so that's been okay. So, Who was your captain? Salah was the captain. He came off. De Bruyne's done very well, because uh, I subbed him in last week, didn't do anything then. And I was wondering if it was the right decision between him or Hazard. But he's come off big time this week, so that's been quite a good positive. Just wish I had Aguero, really, but I don't have the finances to put him in. Yeah, even though, even though you went for Adrian as your keeper on a wild card, you still couldn't afford Aguero. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I've got some surgery to do to my team, um, but it's done very well in the last few weeks, so I've been slowly catching up, so this has been quite a good week still. Do you think it's been a good wild card? How long ago was it that you played? Um, about three or four weeks ago. Um, and the thing that's made a real difference is that each week I can actually make transfers to like improve my team rather than just like desperate surgery to get rid of injured players and uh, that's what I'm doing at the moment that aren't performing. And I've had, I've taken no hits since as well. So that's been able to catch up points on some people that are taking hits. Yeah. So on the, on the whole, a good wild card or a, an okay wild card? I think time will tell still. I mean, obviously, not having that wild card for the double game weeks ahead is going to cost me. But I think I've caught up about 20-odd, 30 points on most people. So that's got to be said. It's probably been worth it. Nice. It gives me a fight about... anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and you just have to hope the double game weeks are a slight dud. Yeah, that, or, or I can just survive it with like the occasional hit here and there and, and not, not lose out. Nice one. How about you, Ben? What did you get in the end, or what have you got so far? Um, I've got 66 points, but no Chelsea players. Um, so, yeah, okay week. Uh, I think, like you, I was choosing captain between... Uh, Kane and Salah. I actually didn't consider Aguero because um, he doesn't look... He never looks that good. And against Burnley, I captained him and he did nothing. And then I was worried that Pep would like maybe rest people before the Champions League games. Uh, and then, yeah, so it's between Kane and Salah. And then I... I don't know. I just... I was like, I knew Kane would score against Arsenal... Um, I was a bit annoyed he didn't get any bonus, but I didn't watch the match. Apparently, he missed a couple of chances, so he could have even got more points, I think. Um, and yeah, I watched the Southampton game. And 
Southampton just made me super angry. <laughs> um, because, because, you know, when you play teams like Liverpool, you need to just park the bus like what Newcastle did against United, which I thought yeah. is what, which is what I thought they would do. Except they started trying to play football, and they was just like, "Oh God!" It could have actually been worse. Salah could have even got even more points. Um, so I think I'll probably maintain my overall rank. Uh, I have work to do on my the edges of my team. I have a lot of like dead weight. Like uh, I want to get rid of Quainar and like Lingard and eventually Delhi. Um, but the good thing is, I think uh, like you guys, I banked my transfer for this. Uh, like Matt, I banked my transfer for this week, so um, I'm gonna pro- didn't probably... fancy Ramsey then. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean we can talk about it later, but uh, definitely thinking about Arsenal, but I, not yet because you you guys play City next, and I think City will will batter you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably fair. <laughs> Although City in the bigger games this season, apart from Liverpool with the sending off earlier on in the season, they don't seem like they are going out to batter the big teams. Yeah. They seem to be setting up quite solid and winning one or two nil. Against Chelsea earlier in the season, they got that one nil and they kind of grounded out. Yeah. Um, but then the United game, that was that was another kind of grinding it out as well, away to United. I think it'll be closer to the Liverpool game where both teams will be quite open, but I don't know. Maybe it won't. We'll see. I, I do think mm. you're right, though, that they could start rotating soon with Champions League and FA Cup coming up now as well. It, it, some of these games, with Man City having won the title, basically, could yeah. start getting interesting. I, I wouldn't be surprised if people's minutes start getting rotated and it gets really difficult to pick from the mm. big boys. Yeah. Um, so that kind of leads us on to the next topic, which is uh, planning ahead. So if we start start on City you're thinking rotation and maybe does that mean you're going to drop some of your Man City players um I think the Man City players I've got are like the surest starters there are as in Sterling, De Bruyne and Otamendi but I'm certainly thinking maybe dropping Otamendi just because he hasn't done much recently I'm quite concerned about the other top four sides really like uh, Liverpool and Man Man United I think will rotate even more potentially yeah but surely not Salah. Yeah, probably not Salah. I wouldn't be surprised if his minutes are limited in places or they put him on the bench for an easy match when you're tempted to yeah. drop in him. I think Lingard for sure is only a matter of time before he gets dropped or rotated. Like, I think uh, it's not working playing him and Sanchez um, in the same team. So I, I'm looking to get rid of Lingard straight away. <laughs> Did you did you see the Newcastle Man United game? Yeah, I saw the second half, and uh, just when Mourinho took Pogba off for Michael Carrick, and I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> um, yeah, I was annoyed about that. Yeah, I was like, "He's he's trolling he's trolling Pogba, isn't he? Because he's done that before. He left him on the bench or something in the last match, didn't he?" Yeah, he's yeah. in for him at the moment. He dropped him for one game. And he keeps seven them off at the moment. Yeah, I think he'll eventually realise he needs to play Pogba further up in the midfield and have like two more holding midfielders, which will mean that Lingard will get dropped for Sanchez, I think. So, I mean, that's what I think he should do because we looked awful today. But uh, I don't know with Mourinho. Mourinho just, just kind of rotates and picks a player to try and destroy. I think he kind of thinks of it like the SAS. He's, you know, destroying them to build them up again, you know, to get a reaction. Yeah. But not a player in, in a United team, not really firing on all cylinders that you want to do that to. Yeah, it's difficult on a Pogba because he's like, he is really, really good. And I think some of the people saying, oh, he's not well he's not world class not worth the money I don't think that's right but he does have a difficulty that he's just not quite sure where to play him like he doesn't strike you as the automatic in the hole person because he doesn't quite score enough but he's not quite like an out and out midfielder because he doesn't defend enough so everyone says oh just put him as like a spare man in the three but you don't usually have that position in most teams so I think Mourinho is sort of grappling with where to eventually play him 
Well, I, I think he just needs to play him because I think he is he has shown this season. If you look at his points per game, they're they're huge. I think he's one of the top three or four. Yeah. And you, you should try and make him the leader of the team, I think, as well, like he was at the start of the season. And then he'll, like, buy yeah. other players. But Yeah, and if he has an off game, just, you know, let it slide because he's probably not going to have that many. Yeah. Whereas Lukaku, he will play through thick <laughs> and thin, which is bizarre. <laughs> um, have you guys had a look at game week 31, the blanks coming up? So I do have that in mind with my future transfers now, having saved one this week. Um, just sort of trying to manage it a little bit for that. Um, particularly so, looking at so what are you players on the bench that I have that I might want to get a couple that will be playing for sure. So at the moment, it's Liverpool, Everton, Stoke and Watford, which will definitely play 31. Yeah, they're not, they're not good teams, though. <laughs> um, I've, yeah. I've, I've thought about it a bit. I, I probably need um, a couple more Liverpool players. I still don't have Firmino who I probably should get. I might downgrade Aguero when City have um, a lot of fixtures and Jesus, Jesus comes back. But like the other teams are just not good. Maybe Theo Walcott, I'm thinking, but or Sigurdsson, but I don't really want to. Maybe. I'm thinking about it's it. It's quite a lot of money. Sigurdsson's quite yeah. a lot of money for a player you're not sure about exactly. or a team you're not sure about. I think Shakiri is a, a shoe-in. He's on form. He's 6.1 at the moment. And he, he could come in straight away and replace uh, Lingard for me, a straight mm. swap. He's going to play the game. He's playing in a team with good fixtures. And he's on form. So, yeah, at the moment, it seems a bit of a no-brainer. They're, they're f- the fixtures actually just looking at them. I say they're great. They were great last time I looked. Now it's Leicester away, Southampton away, Man City at home, Everton at home, and Arsenal away. So actually, they're not that great. Um, but the game week 31 is Everton at home. So that's probably worth getting him in over Lingard, and he's going to play all the minutes. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping I can wait to the last second to get him in if I have two transfers for that week. Because I don't particularly fancy having him for the run, but he's on form, so it's a tempting one. Mm. Anyone from Watford? I've got Richarlison, which means I have to keep him, which is annoying because he can't hit a barn door at the moment. Well, Delafo has been tempting recently because he is very skillful, having come from Barca. He looked quite good at Everton, but it's not enough not enough games yet to know if he's going to be like blow hot and cold and just to score the occasional goal. Um, mm, he's on free kicks, I saw. Yeah, oh. and they seem to be giving him quite like a, a free-ish type role just to try, try to run things. So he, he's one, he, alongside Shakir, he's one I'm thinking of. I just don't want to maybe trash my midfield with both of them. Um, and the other one I'm thinking of is like Jan Matt um, at wing-back because he's on a bit of, bit of a run. I've just seen, because I used to have Kiko Feminia, Feminia Yeah. Um He's coming back soon, so I don't know if Jan Matt's going to get rotated slightly or whether the new manager is going to favour him over Jan Matt. Mm. Mm. Wasn't Kiko one of your disaster transfers earlier? Yes, but that was just because of injury. That was so I've, I've not had the best of luck with transfers this half of the season. Yeah. <laughs> uh... So, Ben, you were saying you were thinking of getting another couple of Liverpool players in, which would mean tripling up. You've got Salah, like me. Who else are you thinking about? Um, so, I think I'm going to... Sh- I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm thinking about shipping out Aguero, maybe after Arsenal, because they then have um, you know, Chelsea at home, um, and they have Champions League. So I may go Bobby, but I'm actually thinking about maybe some Arsenal players like Aubameyang because uh, Arsenal are not in any competitions because they've got, you know, got knocked out of most of them. <laughs> Europa, League. Europa League, come on. That's the big one. 
Yeah, I mean, um, less rotation, I think. Um, and I, I know a lot of people are thinking about Van Dyke too, maybe for Otamendi. Um, so maybe I still don't really trust Liverpool defence, but their fixtures are really good. Um, and, and I know Matt has uh, Robertson who got clean today. So maybe he's an option. He looks kind of nailed. Um, I haven't seen Moreno play for a while. I wouldn't mind it option. if Alonso got dropped tomorrow, to be honest. It'd be quite nice. Yeah. Who yeah. would come in for you then? Robertson, Robertson would come in for you. He's six points coming in. And he's sort of mm. like a good um, player that no one else has at the moment. So yeah, you, that was a good buy for you. He's done, done all right, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, and he's 4.7, so he's not, not much. He's like the same price as like mid and very, very attacking. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool, yeah. you just don't know if they're going to keep a sheet, clean sheet or not, but he's got me one clean sheet so far, which has been good. It just seems to me with Liverpool that their main asset is attacking-wise. Yeah. So I know that's it's kind of the same with Man City, and, and yet we all went for Otamendi when he was available because he's guaranteed to start. But I don't know about... Uh, you know, the right-backs obviously rotate at Liverpool, Alexander-Arnold and Gomez, and then centre-backs today, you can see he's playing one of three. And then the left-backs, Robertson seems to be the man to go in, the most consistent starter. But you never know, he might, with like you were saying with Champions League, he might start rotating with Moreno. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know, I, I saw that... Um, when Oxlade-Chamberlain uh, started to come in when, after Coutinho left, he scored that goal against Man City and I was severely tempted to put him in my team. And I saw that Gary in our mini-league brought him in because he loves the differential and he's not really delivered. And then you've got Lalana who's coming in at kind of 60, 70 minutes for games. And apart from that, you know, who else is there in the midfield that, you could bring in to get goals. I don't know if they're... Mane, you were talking about Mane recently, weren't you? Yeah, ben? I'm so glad I didn't pull the trigger on that. Um, I think I think it shows, like, you, you definitely need to, you know, watch a couple of games before you make those decisions. Because Mane played really well in one game, maybe, like, four game weeks ago. And I was thinking about punting on him, but he's been, like, awful. Like, he doesn't pass the eye test when you watch him. Like, he just looks bad. Um, and, he, and he's expensive, yeah. too. So, you know. Yeah, so it sounds like Robertson's the man to go for. So we just <laughs> copy Matt. And, uh, this. Matt can't get past us. Uh, <laughs> I, would, I would also copy Shakiri, but I tried to be clever a couple of weeks ago, and I had, like, not enough mo- Yeah, I didn't have enough money for Shakiri, so I was like... Oh, Chupo's stats are good enough. Um, I'll get him in, and he's been really bad. So I regret that a lot. <laughs> the other... I think earlier in the season, when he when he scored his couple of goals at the start, I I looked at him, um, and I was looking at his history, and it was literally two, 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 one, two, two, goal, two, 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 one, goal. So, yeah, I think that was. Definitely a mistake. The other thing with Game Week 31 is there could be other teams that will play as well. So it's just a touch early to fully plan for it at this stage. Have you guys Have you guys followed Ben Krellin on Twitter? So I didn't... Yes. So, yeah, Ben Krellin on Twitter, at Ben Krellin, is basically the double Game Weeks, blank Game Weeks guru. And he's got the um, the likelihood of different teams having a blank or not um, for game week 31. So the most likely to blank, 97%, is Man City and Brighton. So that's the most likely to be called off. Well, not called off, but rescheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next most likely is Burnley and Chelsea. Uh, then Tottenham, Newcastle. So he kind of goes through them all. The the ones we've already talked about are obviously playing, but the, the next one who might play, the most likely to play, is Huddersfield versus Crystal Palace. Mm. Um, I don't know. Huddersfield have just gone out and thanked Bournemouth. 
Um, Palace obviously have Milovojevic on penalties, who scored again, but they've got pretty terrible fixtures. So, yeah, not great, really. I think, like they were saying on Fantasy Football Scout recently, the best thing to do is probably just hold your transfers if you can. And like you were saying, Matt, go into that game week 31 with two transfers. Yeah. And I think like having lots of bad players, like they might not score that much. So it, it'd be silly yeah. to train your team too much because then they've got big games after that. And so you're, Matt, I know you've played your free chip. Ben, are you considering playing your free hit chip for 31? I haven't done a ton of research, but I think a lot of people are saying there is a better blank game week to play it later on. Um, I think like around, yeah, around game week 35. So I'll probably save it for then. Um, I'll probably, honestly, because this is a first season, people using free hit, probably just follow like what the, you know, consensus experts are doing this, this season. Um, and then like 31, they aren't good teams. So I feel like I might waste a free hit if I, load up on like Stoke and Watford players it could be a disaster so. you're just going to ride it out right. with the transfers yeah just ride it out I think okay anything else that we need to think about kind of planning ahead at the moment or do you think that kind of covers it I think it's just that big rotation thing and quite a lot of I mean even between before the next game week there's quite a few games so yeah I think they could be. I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it's like two weeks till the next FPL game, so a lot of games to play. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I I had Mares in a few weeks ago because he was like the perfect player to just below European level, just uh, probably not going to go far in the cups. That would play every week, but since then he's obviously uh, had his troubles. So I'm sort of on the lookout for those players that you can actually rely on to be picked each week. Um, <laughs> I think, well, I mean, we'll come to that later when we look at kind of transfers and our punts. But I think with the Mares one, he dyed his hair bright white in November, December to kind of stand out and went through that massive patch of form trying to get himself a transfer and then obviously had a big sulk. But who has just come back from injury and has dyed their hair white? Arnautovic. So player... Um, scoring goals, playing up front, pretty much. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll come to that later when we talk about transfers and. Parts. Not a player to sell. Um, Not a sorry? player to sell. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know. I I took a bit of a step back because I I thought to myself, why has it gone so wrong this second half of the season? And I thought to myself that I'd spent too much time listening to other people's recommendations and reading other people's advice and not thinking about it myself. So I kind of, the last few weeks have moved away from looking at Twitter all the time and looking at um, Fancy Football Scout articles and just trying to pick the players that I think will do well. So I kind of completely missed that he might come back from injury. That was a real sucker punch. Um, so thanks for no, being there. No worries. <laughs> Happy to help. <laughs> okay, should we, should we look ahead to the next game week? And just kind of go through the fixtures and um, picking our our whipping boys. Anyone just shout out if they think that they've got a team that they think is going to be a whipping boy who's going to get knocked kind of four or five goals past them. Yeah. Um, also, pick your your gut punt for any of the fixtures. Which player do you think is um, a good shout for one week? Um, and also clean sheets we can talk about as well. So, looking at next week, who wants to take the first fixture? Leicester Stoke. Leicester Stoke. I think this will be a high-scoring, kind of like draw-type game. Um, I think both teams need to win. Um, so, I, I think people with Shakiri and hopefully Miu Chupo They'll try and do something. But I can also see Liverpool scoring. I mean, Leicester scoring a ton of goals too. So maybe, uh, you know, people who saw Vardy um, should be in good shape here. That's probably how I see this game going. I think I'd probably agree. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably see Leicester edging it, but Stoke definitely scoring. 
Shakiri being involved. Um, I think that's fair. So no clean sheets there. Um, and probably no whipping boys if they're both getting a few goals. Um, Matt, what do you think of Bournemouth Newcastle? Anything to bear in mind? I mean, I, I did Bournemouth on really good form, but then they've just got tonked by Huddersfield. So it's a bit of like a, a difficult one to, to see where their form is going to be going into this game. But I, I still got a feeling that they'll be quite good at home. That Eddie Howe's tactics, he just sort of takes risks all the time. So they, they do sometimes get thrashed, but usually they, at second half of the season, they tend to win win more than they lose. So I think Bournemouth will win, but I'm not 100% sure about it. Um, and Newcastle, I mean, they did edge United today, but I don't think there's too many goals in them either. So it could even be a clean sheet. Do you know what? I'm I'm going to step in there and go for my kind of gut punt player in this fixture. He's just scored against United. Matt Ritchie, <laughs> going back to Bournemouth with Newcastle. I think they're going to get a penalty or he's going to get a free kick or something like that. It's kind of crazy that he hasn't scored more this season or got more penalties, but I think I he's going to be my gut punt in this game. I I agree. I think Bournemouth will come out and play well and score goals, but I think... Richie against Bournemouth. I can see that happening. Mm. Yeah. I think it's the sort of game where it's quite good to have players like Daniels in because um, there's a possibility to yeah. goals from him. Yeah, that's a good shout. It's definitely a good shout. Um, okay, I'll take the next one. Brighton versus Swansea. Uh, so Swansea have just beaten Burnley. They're obviously on a high at the moment. The new manager, everyone seems very happy. Everyone seems to love him as well. Um, so, I, you know, it hasn't even been that long. He's not been there very long at all. And one of the players I saw being interviewed this weekend being like, you know, he's just great. We all love him. It's immediate impact. Um, playing against Brighton, who are on a bit of a high as well. Um, so despite the fact that Brighton like to shut up shop and Swansea before the new manager were quite keen on kind of ball draws or one nils. I think there's going to be goals in this. I can see Escuero for Brighton scoring. Um, their attack looks like it's really clicking now. Um, and I think they've got to go for the win for this game. And Swansea on form as well. You know, Tammy Abraham coming in off the bench and doing well. And maybe... Uh, Jordan Ayew's brother, Andre Ayew, Andre Ayew being ready to play soon. I can see him doing well when he gets back on the pitch. So, yeah, I can see goals in that, to be honest. Maybe a 2-2 or a 1-1, something like that. Do you want my um, real uh, big gut punt for, for this week? I yeah. I wonder if Leonardo Ujoa might come through for Brighton out of, out of their new striker. Returning to Brighton, where he scored quite a lot of goals in the Championship, they're, I think they're concentrating quite a lot of their home form. So, I don't know. For players going to score out of nowhere, yeah. it could be him. Dirt cheap as well, isn't he? Kind of four point eight or something yeah. like that. And he, I mean, he was really good for them a few years ago. So I think he might quite like the environment. Yeah, and they've got a great set piece taker in Pascal Gross who can put the ball in his yeah. head. Uh, Gross is a player who's actually started to look a lot better. He had a kind of a bit of a dip over Christmas and the winter, and he looks like he's coming back into form now. So he definitely might be a player to consider at that kind of six million-ish kind of bracket. Mm. I know, you know, Lingard's not done so well for people, and there's a few other players who aren't performing. So, yeah, good one. Okay. Uh, Ben, Burnley, Southampton. (laughs) This has either nil-nil or 1-0 written all over it to me. Um, and if, if one team does win it 1-0, it'll probably be a centre-back scoring from a corner or something. <laughs> like, ben me, like, ben me. like Ben me or Jack Stevens. Um, otherwise, yeah, I, I, I can't see many goals in this one. I can't, I can't understand why the Southampton manager, Pellegrino, is playing his new striker so much. Um, I can't remember. Was does anyone remember the new striker's name for Southampton? Carrillo. Oh yeah, Carrillo. Um, yeah, he just looks like he needs six months to adapt to the league and shouldn't be playing ninety minutes. And they've got Shane Long, 
who can come in and run around and look busy. I don't think he needs to play every single game. They've also got um, the Italian guy as well. Gabbiadini. Gabbiadini. Yeah, what happened to him? Yeah. But yeah, he's not getting any minutes. So, yeah, I agree. Um, Matt, what do you think? Do you see that as a goalless draw or 1-0? Uh, I just see a bit of a 1-1. I think Burnley on really bad form as well. Uh, they can't score any more than one goal, I heard, over the weekend. They haven't done that in like weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, mm. So Because they can't score more than one. I think someone like Ward Prowse might just pop up and get a goal and it'll be a 1 1 draw. Yeah. I've had um, Bentley in my squad for so long, most of the season, I think. Um, just watching Burnley grind out a 1 0 loss is awful. <laughs> watching. Their, their, fixtures, their fixtures are pretty good. Um, even the fixtures coming up are looking pretty good, but I just don't have much faith that they're they're doing what they're meant to do, which is grind out those clean sheets, to be honest. Yeah, I, think, um, I think the problem is they're, I think, safe, right, from relegation. So they're like, yeah, on the yeah. beach, they don't, they don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely starting to show. I think they're the first team, because they did so well the first half of the season. They're the first team to start putting their feet up. I think that's a good shout. Okay. Right, what's the next one? It's the next one's Ben, I think. Is that right? No, next one's Matt. Liverpool, West Ham. Liverpool, West Ham. So, I mean, I'm sure I meant to say that Liverpool will blast them away, but I fully expect a uh, West Ham result here of some sort because it's just such a Liverpool way. Like, they're playing quite well, on good form. Of course, they should win. Against a lower opposition that's quite defensive, I think they're just going to uh, go all, all out for the Champions League and FA Cup maybe even rest a few players and just muck this one up. Are you are you picking Liverpool as your whipping boys? I'm, I'm, I'm picking this as probably <laughs> as like a nil-nil or 1-1. One, one. Uh, Salah, not your captain then? Well, this week? I might still go for him, to captain, because even if it's a 1-1, one, one, he'll probably score it. And it's, uh, I think it's going to be a last-minute captain decision this week because... Uh, because of the risk of rotation. Yeah. I I have to say that I, I disagree, having had also, as well as a Burnley defender not performing, having had a West Ham, two West Ham defenders, Adrian and Ogbonna in my team for ages, and just watching them capitulate game after game, apart from this week, um, I just can't see them holding off the Liverpool attack. Um and Salah and Firmino, I think this is the game of the weekend where you're going to see it completely being one-sided and one team getting three or four goals. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 you're very likely to be right, but this is my punt, I think, that I just, I think... Gonna be okay. <laughs> okay. This is going to be your punt where you still captain Salah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't trust a punt. I go with my head. <laughs> okay. Um, ben, what do you think? Do you agree with that? or I can see what you kind of mean, Duncan. Um, but I had that gut feeling about today's game against Southampton. I thought they would just muck it up. Um, but they looked actually pretty good. So I'd probably play it safe here and, and think Liverpool will just beat them like 3-0 or something. Um, how did West Ham defend against Watford? Because I didn't watch that match. Were they good or should they have conceded? I don't know. I just saw the match of the day highlights um, and it was on quite late on in the programme, so there wasn't a huge amount. Um, yeah, I think I think they were up against the Watford team who are, are slightly struggling for goals. I know they, they destroyed Chelsea the other day, but there was a sending off there and Chelsea are clearly kind of rotten at the core at the moment. So, yeah, I think they just... I don't think Watford had a lot going forward, to be honest. Richarlison's not scoring. Deeney's not really scoring, despite his penalty against Chelsea. And Delefeu is a new player making an impact, but he's not completely gelled yet with the team. So I think that was a slightly uh, fortunate clean sheet, whereas their norm is conceding one or two goals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, West Brom, Huddersfield. So this is my one. 
So last week I brought in my favourite defender, Craig Dawson of um, West Bromwich Albion to see them play against an incredibly low-scoring Southampton team and get, uh, was it three goals past them last week? Uh, They lost, I'm just looking it up. Yeah, they lost (laughs) 3-2. 3-2, yeah, which is kind of annoying. I I did think bringing in Dawson, because their fixtures are great, and he's such a threat from set pieces, and they've got Chris Bunt, who delivers a, a great free kick or corner. I did think that they were a good shout. Pardew loves to follow um, Pulis into teams, picks up a well-drilled defence and adds an attack, but it just doesn't seem to have happened like that. They they seem to have not had the new manager bounce, and then he seems to just have gone gone ho with a attack and they can see loads of goals and don't score that many. Yeah. Um, this game though, it's Huddersfield who have been the whipping boys for a few weeks. Um, but suddenly they've turned up their form and, and beaten Brighton 4-1. Um, I do think that's partly because of their, their home atmosphere is so good at Huddersfield that they can get really pumped up for those games. Whereas a way to teams, they don't do so well. Um, I can't see West Brom keeping a clean sheet because they are just a bit too cavalier at the moment. But I can see the classic thing, Hegazi, Dawson, McCauley, uh, Evans getting a, a headed goal. Um, so I can see this this probably being a 1-1 draw, I'd say. Um, and if I was going to be hedging my bets, I could also see a clean sheet in here for West Brom, hopefully. Yeah. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, that seems fair. A difficult one yep. to predict. Yeah. What was that? I think it's a difficult one to predict, given their shaky form on both sides. Hmm. It could be last on match today, nil-nil, to be honest. I mean, um, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not one I'm going to watch live, I don't think. Uh, who's up for Watford Everton? Um, I think this will. I think Everton will win, but I think they'll concede because I have Pickford and he always concedes. So <laughs> um, I, I will go for my punt this game week. I think Delafeo will score against his old team, um, but I think Everton should should win, even if even though Watford score it's like two one or three two or something. <laughs> I can, I can see Everton losing this game. I think Delafeu is a great shout as a punt. And I think Everton looks solid at home, but away they look a bit shaky. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I think Watford could, could, could edge this, to be honest. Yeah. Then again, I, I can also see it being a nil-nil. Oh, interesting. I would love that. Pickford has not given me clean sheet in like, 10 game weeks. <laughs> yeah, he looked, this week, he looked a little bit um, inexperienced. His kind of inexperience kind of showed a few times, I thought. I do wonder yeah. how he actually is. How yeah. good he is. I've, I've heard it said that, I mean, if he was so good, then lots of big clubs are looking for goalkeeper, but no one else bothered to sign him. And it's it, you always look good if you're like playing for Sunderland, having to save loads of shots every single week, because you get lots of opportunities. It's a bit. But from a from a fancy football point of view, that means save points, and that means you know playing in a West in a, in a Sam Allardyce defence. Then surely you're going to pick up the odd clean sheet as well, and probably bonus. Well, I think the save points go down if you're an Allardyce team, though, because you're going to stop those shots coming in. Yeah, he did go on that that run as soon as Allardyce joined of about three or four games when he got kind of double figures quite a few times, yeah. I think. Yeah. Does seem to have dried up quite a lot, though. Yeah, trust me, it has. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, as you two are both Man U fans, um, what do you think of Man United-Chelsea on Sunday? So... I think it's going to be a Man U win. Um, 
now that's probably the gut sort of talking, but I think, I don't know, Conte and Chelsea are going off the boil quite a lot at the moment. Again, I think FA Cup and Champions League is going to distract them quite a lot. And I remember I was doing a number on them last year where uh, Mourinho actually got his tactics right and nullified Hazard and got us ta- scoring some quite good, good goals. Yeah, if he does that again and nullifies Hazard, it looks like Chelsea haven't got anything else going for them at the moment. So I, I wouldn't be surprised with like a, I don't know, a 1-0 Lukaku type game where we just score from a random free kick or corner and that's it. Yeah. No one fancies Juru Hattrick as their gut punt? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ben? I think, yeah, I think it'll either be... It'll be definitely low scoring. I can see nil nil or maybe a one. Um, maybe Sanchez goal. I don't know. Uh, but I can also see a one one. I can see like Giroud heading a goal in or something in like the ninetieth minute or something. <laughs> coming on sub. He loves coming on as a sub, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely low scoring. I'm hoping we win one nil, and Jones gets three bonus. That'd be nice. I can definitely see that happening. I yeah, I agree with you guys. Low scoring, maybe one nil, possibly even nil nil. Yeah, possibly nil nil. Yeah. Okay. Um, Palace Spurs. I think that's you, Ben. Yeah, this one. I'm not so sure what's gonna happen. Um, I think Spurs should win. Maybe, but not. I don't think they'll thrash them. Um, because you know Palace, Palace now are really in a desperate situation, um, so they have to they have to get a result. So I can see them being and normally at at home, um, Palace are more up for it. So um, I don't think it's going to be a thrashing, but I think I do think Spurs will win, maybe like two 0 or something like that. Monday night, Crystal Palace, cold, wet night under the lights. Next to the Sainsbury's, our old stopping ground. Um, I don't know. I think Spurs this season are not the team of seasons gone by. They're not kind of pushing for the title. They have these patches where they kind of lose concentration. And I think Palace away on a Monday night could be where they lose concentration. Somehow, I think Palace are getting penalties and... I know they're missing Zaha, but I, I think they still can pull results out the back, and I think they're the kind of team who could get a big scalp like Spurs. Oof. Palace to beat Spurs is your punt. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I, my punt was um, the Bournemouth game yeah. was Matt Ritchie, so I'm going to stick with that. That's more fun. Yeah, Matt, you have the deciding vote. What do you think, Palace Spurs? Um... I know what you mean by Spurs, like, form, especially not winning the title this year, like, they just occasionally lose, but I, I've i just got a feeling they'll probably win this one, because I don't think, I think Palace have got some injury problems, and Spurs don't have any injury problems, and they, they could probably play Lucas Moore for 90 minutes quite easily, and he'd be quite fresh, so I, I reckon they'll probably get maybe a 2-1 win. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I will take the last one um, before you guys pile in on Arsenal Man City. I think this is clearly the whipping boys. <laughs> um, City don't stand a chance against the might of the earth. Um I think, seriously, I think Arsenal have raised their game against City in previous seasons. I was at the away game this season. That definitely wasn't the case. We were just outclassed completely. Um, I think there was an offside goal in that game and if that hadn't have been, you know, what would have happened would have been a bit tighter. But I think it was the, it looked like City were keeping us at arm's length and then just picking us off when they wanted to. Um, Arsenal thrashed Everton away to Spurs and they narrowly lost 1-0, but they'd still looked like they were outclassed in that game as well. I think that'll be the case with this one. I think... Arsenal will look like they're really up for it, um, but ultimately will just come up short. They've got some great players in January, but I just don't think they're 
they've got time to gel that team together and I don't think there's anything happening defensively really um you know when he against Spurs he played Elneny and Xhaka because Ramsey was injured and he pushed Wilshire forward but I just don't think that's enough defensively especially against Man City so I can see our scoring but I think we'll concede on the counter attack two or three goals um yeah, I'd say probably 2-1 to Man City. Mm. Mm. Man City are a bit like Barcelona and Arsenal facing Barcelona in the Champions League, where I can see yeah. them sort of like having a plucky loss somehow. Uh, yeah, like yeah, definitely. They'll go 3-0 down and bring it back to 3-2, and it'll be like, oh, well, we did really well, but we still lost. Yeah, and then that'll ignite their season, glorious defeat, and they'll go on and, and get the fourth position. Yeah, yeah. They might win well, the league cup and... <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad to be honest from where we're looking at it at the moment um, okay that's the that's the fixtures covered has everyone taken their gut punt and we've kind of covered clean sheets talking through the games I think does anyone have a whipping boy for this week the most likely team to get tanked I think my whipping boy is Arsenal I think City will score Three goal, at least three goals against them. Um, <laughs> sorry, Duncan. I just think about, I, I just think about Kevin De Bruyne against Granite Zaka, and I'm just like, it's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be a massacre. Um, also, yeah. also, Arsenal play open. They play open football, and um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they'll get thrashed three 0 but I think they'll concede like three goals against Man City. Ooh, okay. Matt, who's your whipping boy? I think it's tough to say who the definite whipping boy is. I'm, I, I, I'm inclined to go with the Arsenal one as well, actually. I think if there's, if there's any team that's probably going to score at least two, it's Man City out of all the fixtures next week. Mm, I don't know. I disagree. I think Man City will do what they do against the bigger teams and they'll keep it fairly tight and they'll play it very seriously rather than gunho attacking and i think yeah they could score two or three goals but i think liverpool west ham i think west ham are much more likely to not track their runners and mm. i think they got a youngster a couple of youngsters playing in defense they've got injury problems i think west ham are my whipping boys this this game yeah. week um, gonna pull it out <laughs> yeah, it's versus me versus you on the gut punt and whipping boy. It's also uh, just more fun to name Arsenal my whipping boy. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it's quite likely as well. <laughs> okay, so transfers and captains this week. Who wants to go first? I really uh, don't I want can... to go first. Um, I can go first. Okay. Um so I have I have um, a transfer bank. So I have two saved. Um, I'm looking to rejigger my uh, formation from three five two to three four three because I do think there's value now in that third striker spot. Um, I've been late on Wilson and I've kind of gotten away with it. Um, so I pro- and I have a lot of uh, dead weight flowing on my uh, like periphery. So I'll probably upgrade. Quainer to either Ayu or Wilson, um, and then downgrade Lingard to a cheapy. Um, the obvious cheapy is Milovayevich at Palace, but their fixtures are really tough. Um, so I was thinking either Ibe from Bournemouth, although they just got thrashed. The other one I'm thinking about is. It's a bit of a punt, but key key from Swansea because <laughs> um, he he starts all the games. He's pretty cheap, and he has got returns in his last two. He's four point nine, and he's nailed on. So maybe that's all I really need for my fifth mid. Fifth mid. Um, I think the goal he scored was the first since two thousand sixteen. Yeah, but he you know gets assists and stuff, um, and I. And if I'm uh, my fifth mid is probably not gonna, I'm probably not gonna start them, 
So it's either between him or uh, Milivojevic. But like Palace's fixtures are really bad. Um, yeah. So, um, do you know if Milivojevic is on set pieces too, or is it just pens? He is. Yeah. He he's taking a few free kicks. I've seen. Mm. Yeah. So it's probably going to be. Um, I was also thinking about Ibe. Ibe is also, but Ibe gets um, could get rotated. So. Um, that's what I'm going to do. 58th minute this week, I'll have you know. Yeah, see? Um, so, basically, downgrading Lingard to uh, non-playing fifth mid, that starts, is what I'm thinking, and moving to 3-4-3. Three, three. Longer term, I'm I'm definitely thinking about Arsenal players, like I mentioned. Um, less prone to rotation, um, you know, quite an attacking team, really good fixtures. So longer term, I may I may go Mkhitaryan for like Delhi, because they have a run of like Brighton, Watford, Leicester, Stoke, Southampton, Newcastle, West Ham after the City game, which is really good, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So, does anyone know um, in the kind of two week gap that's coming up for Fancy League? Is that FA Cup games or it's, it's FA Cup? Yeah, it's FA Cup, FA Cup so... and Champions League as well. And Champions League, yeah. So we'll definitely know more about blank game weeks in 31 after this round. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think I think for me, it's probably... I know you've got you've got to play one of your transfers, at least, Ben, but I think it's, it's a good idea to probably hold if you can because you're going to have so much more information about who's playing and who's not. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to wait. Um, two weeks before I make my transfers. I'm not going to make early transfers. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then captain, um, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to play, I'm going to put it on Salah. Um, if I just played captain Salah the last five game weeks, my rank would be so much higher. So, um, I'm not, I think I'm just going to keep on Salah. Although Aguero Arsenal is a bit tempting, but um, I want to keep on Salah. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt, how about you? Do you want me to come to you next or do you want a bit more time? No, no, no. I mean, the reason I was uh, wanting to go last in some ways is just because, like, there's two weeks to go and, like, like you're alluding to, so much is probably going to change of those games in between. So I, I am waiting probably for a bit. I mean, I've got... I've got some surgery I need to do. I need to get rid of Pogba, I think. He's not come back and is firing like he was at the start of the season because Mourinho's playing him in a different way. And I think with Sanchez as well, he's less of a focal point as he as he once was. So he's, he's some money that I'll probably release. Um, like Ben, I'm thinking of maybe upgrading uh, my third striker. Although McBurney did score at the weekend for his new club. Um, in the championship, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's good. It's nice to know that my player's on form, even if he doesn't play in the right league anymore. <laughs> um, my before before uh, pl- my players went off form, like the, the my plans were, I was going to try and slowly get De Gea in my team because um, I was I'd releasing some cash, probably in midfield and maybe of Otamendi. I thought I could upgrade to De Gea, just leave that for the season. And then, because um, he's sort of scoring enough points that it's sort of worth having him. But then this week, Adrian's just got seven points and De Gea's just got two points. So I might might hold off on that longer term plan for a while yet. And um, I think I've just got to wait to see what the fixtures do with, with FA Cup and, and Champions League and see who, who's on form. Um, even with captaincy as well, because I mean, I tempted obviously to leave it on Salah at the moment but then part of me also thinks that this is the sort of time of season where Kane just because he plays every single week starting to get against tired defences might start to to bang a few in too okay um Matt who are you thinking for your can I ask Matt who are you thinking for your third striker um so I'm not sure. I mean, I, I would quite like to get Firmino in, but obviously that's quite mm. money to find him. Who have you got at the moment, Matt? Beg your pardon? Who have you got at the moment? 
So I've currently got Kane, Wilson and McBurney. So McBurney's worth four and a half million and what Firmino's at nine. So I'd need to find four and a half million. I've got half a million in the bank and I'm tempted to downgrade Otamendi and Pogba. Um, so I could just about afford that. Um, but it's a bit of a stretch. So I'm probably thinking of someone like maybe Vardy's a tempter. Um, just a very slightly cheaper than um, than Firmino. Mm. Um, and then I could just go with someone who's going to play <clears throat> like IU as well. Wow. Okay. So how many would that be a points hit? This week potentially. So if I if I went for that plan this week, yeah, it would be a four point hit. Um, but I think what I'm probably looking at is holding off doing that four three four three plan for another week or so yet, um, and just doing a bit of minor surgery um, based upon what injuries happen and what the form looks like with everyone playing in Champions League and FA Cup. So Pogba is probably almost certainly going to go. Um, and I might downgrade him to a Shakiri or a Delefo, and that will give me some money to spend elsewhere. Okay. Um, for me this week, transfer-wise, I think we're just we're getting so close to the blanks now. Um, coming up for game week twenty-eight, blanks in thirty-one, and I have players in my team who I know um, aren't performing and their price is dropping and they have alternatives who are definitely playing in game week 31. So I think this week I could lose Lingard, get rid of him, straight swap for Shakiri, And even if it turns out that um, Man United uh, do play in game week 31, I think I'll be happier having Shakiri playing every game than Lingard getting dropped more and more and losing minutes. So I think I could do that early and avoid any price drops so I can't make it. I've got zero cash in the bank, so it has to be an exact swap. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of keep an eye on that, I think. Um, captains, I'm, yeah, I'm going to stick to the plan that I had at Christmas time, which is captain Salah every week. I, I haven't stuck to that. If I had, <laughs> like you said, Ben, I would be doing a lot better. I will endeavour from now on to stick to that plan. Because he's he's done it again this week. He's done better than Kane. And although Aguero's got his four goals, it's the consistency, I think, that I want for my captain. So the problem is every week there seems to be a better option fixture-wise um, than Salah. And there's things like Kane playing Arsenal. And there's always seems to be something where you have an inside scoop and you you know that Salah's very consistent, but you think for this game, this one game, this player is going to do well. So I'm going to try and ignore that and just keep with Salah for the rest of the season because their fixtures are great and he is the most consistent player in the league. Um, yeah, I think that's it from me. Um, um, the scout the scout guy said something interesting, which was like, if Salah was priced at 12 million, we would probably just yeah. all be captaining him every week. Which yeah, is probably he's, true. Yeah, he Suarez reincarnated. Basically, he's he should be our captain every week. He just doesn't particularly kind of. He's not he's not coming in and looking like Luis Suarez. He's coming in and looking like a crazy haired guy um, for a, a cheap price. He's um, for like the record points total. Like he's doing so well. Um, yeah, I know. He's pretty much fixture-proof as well. They can score against the big teams as well as the small ones. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's... I think we've just got to stick with it. And even if he gets a blank here or there, just leave it on him. Okay. I think that's pretty much it. Um, is there anything else anyone wants to cover? Hmm... No. <laughs> no. We've, We've got, got the wrong captain. <laughs> <laughs> so just text us and let us know who your captain's going to be. <laughs> Definitely um, don't pick. I, I, I have to say, you should do uh, a regular feat. I, I, I'd find it so amusing if I swapped to Kane and you both swapped back to Salah, and it, it reverses next week. 
that are <laughs> so angry. I, I wouldn't mind that I, I'm coming third this season at the three of us. It would still be like the most satisfying thing for like just two weeks when we debate this in a podcast that I uh, come up trumps. Mm. <laughs> um, I think we should also do a feature review where we uh, review Gary's team. Um, because every week I look at his team and something jammy happens. So this week. Should we quickly just this week to that? <laughs> Uh, this week, he started Peter Crouch. I don't know intentionally or not, um, but he didn't play, and he's going to get Jamie Vardy's goal off the bench. So there you go. Jamie Vardy on the bench uh, and Crouch in ahead. I think I think he's done that just to annoy you, Ben, because I think he knows Crouch is injured, and he's just doing it to mess with your mind. Uh, my games. Yeah, I I used to do that to Matt. I used to play all my injured players. So. <laughs> Matt would think that I wasn't paying attention, but secretly that all my players were coming off the bench. I didn't think that at all. I thought you'd be a pain in the ass. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just get inside their head and annoy them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nice one. All right, it's good to chat, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was it from Fancy Football Fanatics. Okay. No night, guys. Night. Bye. Bye.